and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture, and where you can see these represented in modern day content, so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. It's been a crazy busy week for me. I started a new job and I rescued a stray cat, as well as pulling my back for the fifth time since New Year's Day. I truly have never felt so old, but of course, as the saying goes, we keep calm and carry on, and apparently need to stop bending. We are seeing double this week, though, as we head over to Germany and the rest of Europe for a really well-known monster. And monster is kind of a loose term here. Yes, it is the doppelganger. A doppelganger itself is described as a wraith, spirit or ghost that replicates a living person almost exactly. Therefore, they don't really have a specific description to themselves. Whilst they are physically touchable, they do not cast a shadow, which is a very, very good way to tell them apart. They can mimic the person's body, face, mannerisms, as well as parts of their personality, which does make them immensely good copies. However, they can sometimes have a physical difference, such as body hair or moles in different places, slightly different colour skin, where you can differentiate them from their original person. Whilst they're not evil, they're also not good, and that's the best kind of way to sit them on the D&D neutrality scale, I suppose. A doppelganger has shape-shifting abilities, and are able to transform into any person as well as any animals. And whilst it isn't a power, they are generally considered to be incredibly bad omens, or signs of impending death to the person they are mimicking almost stating that they would take their place. If they are to speak to that person, they would give them misleading or bad intended advice, as well as planting evil thoughts into their head, which causes confusion, and sometimes these thoughts will come to fruition. It is advised that if you ever suspect someone of being a doppelganger, that you do not speak to them, and they will eventually go away. You are also able to see other people's doppelgangers as well as your own, but it means that the omen is meant for the other person, not for yourself, which of course still sucks. You can warn that person, but there's not really much that can be done about it once you have seen them. We don't know anything about how to banish them though, although we do believe it is through exorcism, just through guessing around spirits, but we also don't know if they appear for any other reason than to predict death, or if they do anything else than wander around speaking to people as that person. We just don't really know very much about the monster itself behind the fact that they can shapeshift into others. If you're into D&D, then you may be thinking that doppelgangers look very specific, and you might have that image in your mind, with their white skin stretched over their sharp, pointy humanoid bodies with glowing eyes and Kendall-like pubic areas. As we know from previous episodes with D&D monsters, 
a lot of the time these are not backed up in folklore and this one is no different I'm afraid. It's not something we've ever been able to tangibly say yes or no to but it is certainly a creative thought. One thing we do need to mention is that doppelgangers are not evil twins which is very often considered within the media kind of trope space but they are two separate things. Whilst these doppelgangers take on the appearance of someone and commit evil acts, they are not related to the person or, in fact, mortal or tangible. An evil twin is usually used in a very literal sense, again, mostly within modern media, with a good and a bad sibling duo, usually with the good triumphing over the bad in the end too. In a doppelganger and their original state person relationship, there is no evil and good. Doppelgangers are not inherently evil, they are just a reflection, and they are just that bad omen that we mentioned earlier. There is no inherent evil to them. Now, moving swiftly on to etymology, it's not in English, so it automatically makes this more interesting. It is a German word, and it is very literal a German word, doppelganger is a word in itself, but it comes from the two root words, doppel, meaning double, and ganger, meaning walker. It does usually have an umlaut on the A in German, but we don't tend to use it in English. I've put it into the title because I like using the actual names from the languages they are written in, but you are more than likely to see it in English written without the umlaut. And in their history, doppelgangers go back to the early 1600s, 1612 to be precise, when an English poet saw his wife's doppelganger in Paris on the same night they had a stillborn baby. We actually have a written record of this from 1675, and he said the following to a friend. I have seen a dreadful vision since I saw you. I have seen my dear wife pass twice by me through this room, with her hair hanging about her shoulders and a dead child in her arms. I cannot be surer than now I live than that I have not slept since I saw you and am assured that at her second appearing she stopped, looked me in the face and vanished. Following this, you might be thinking, hey, Erin, you said this monster was German and this origin means it's either English or French. The problem with that is that at this point they weren't called doppelgangers, so we're attributing this after they have been invented in Germany later on, which is why I've described them as German and European. So altogether it's a European monster, but they do have their roots within Germany, England and France. Now the first official written account of a doppelganger was in 1796, when the German writer Jean-Paul mentioned them in his novel Siebengas, where he described it as a sinister copy of a person. But he did use a slightly different spelling as Doppelsganger, which means the same thing, it just has an extra T in it between Doppel and Ganger. But it's usually considered to be the first time they were ever written into history. But, of course, the first account kind of trumps this. Following all of this, there were plenty of sightings from pretty famous people throughout the ages. In 1822, Mary Shelley, the very famous Frankenstein writer, lost her poet husband Percy to the depths of the sea in Pisa, Italy. 
she said that before he passed, he claimed to have seen his own doppelganger and had had a nightmare of the house collapsing in a flood, all which happened a week after Mary had a near-fatal miscarriage. Next up, in 1833, the German writer Goethe wrote that he dreamed of a figure of himself on horseback in a grey suit that he had never worn. Eight years later, he travelled along the same road and accidentally wore the same colour suit to visit his dead lover, and the farewell was much easier due to the comfort of the doppelganger dream, which is an interesting example of a benevolent sighting in contrast to the usual omen of death. In 1893, Vice Admiral Sir George Tryon was seen in his drawing room during a party without talking to anyone and staring straight ahead. But in reality, Tryon was actually on the HMS Victoria off the coast of Syria, where on the same night, it collided with HMS Camperdown following an unexpected order to turn the ship towards the other vessel. Tryon was considered down with his ship and the doppelganger took his place at home whilst he was drowning. A few years later, in 1895, US President Abraham Lincoln said that he had seen himself double in his bureau mirror, appearing slightly paler than himself. His wife was incredibly worried and told him that because the image was paler, it was a bad omen, which she interpreted as Lincoln not finishing his second term, which we know is true, but that's because he was assassinated. Lastly, a popular story that you can find in Ripley's Believe It or Not books is the one of King Umberto of Italy, who found that a restaurant owner in his town was his utter duplicate. They had the same first name, born on the same day in the same place, married a woman of the same name and in the same place, had a son called Vittorio, and when both named for bravery twice at the same ceremony. The king later found out that the other Umberto had been killed in a shooting accident, and hours later he was shot and killed himself. This trope is really common within modern media, as well as many fairy tales and myths through the ages. In Greek mythology, Narcissus falls in love with his own reflection, Edgar Allan Poe's William Wilson, Elizabeth Gaskill's The Poor Clare and Hans Christian Andersen's The Shadow all talk about their sad characters that are haunted and eventually killed around their evil doppelganger. In modern times, doppelganger as a word is still used to describe someone who looks incredibly similar to you and may have some intertwining traits. With the introduction of the internet, people all over the world have searched for their doppelgangers online using facial recognition software, and some have found pretty close matches. In studies of these people, their DNA is even crazy similar, even more than their own siblings, which is very strange, but when you take into account that there are 8 billion people on Earth now, it makes sense that there might be someone out there that looks alarmingly similar to us. There are also doppelgangers from other places through mythology, such as the car in ancient Egyptian mythology, which was considered a spirit double, who had the same memories and feelings as its real counterpart. The Norse had the Vardoga, which was a spirit version of a person 
that would always arrive before them, which made others believe the person was already there. The Finnish had another name for this, which is Eitinen, but more embodies the anticipation of something bad happening. Lastly, in the Orkney Islands in Scotland, they believe in trows, which are pregnant fairies who would give birth to sickly children. They would steal healthy human babies and replace them with their children, much like changelings, who would turn into the replicas of the actual child born. In both cases, expectant mothers were guarded against these monsters throughout time. I've not covered any of these monsters bar changelings, but I'd recommend checking that out for this and I'll cover the rest eventually. But do we think that doppelgangers are a thing physically and spiritually? There are definitely beliefs around double selves, but scientists believe that this belief comes from injuries or brain stimulations that cause hallucinations and spatial issues, making the person believe that they are seeing double. There's even a name for it, hetoscopy, where someone hallucinates their own body. Supernaturally, there's a belief that the body is weak enough when we sleep that our spirits are free to wander. But in contrast, there are people who believe in parallel universes too, and that doppelgangers are multiverse versions of ourselves. And no matter how utterly credible that sounds, the belief in them has not dwindled in a terribly long time. They have also not fallen out of our media, which we're going to move on to now. We have loads this week, because they are an easy and common trope within media, so I hope you are ready. For art, the best portrait I can recommend is very famous for this monster. It's called How They Met Themselves by Dante Gabriel Rossetti from around 1860. This depicts two lovers meeting their alternative glowing selves in the woods at twilight and the real woman collapsing. I can't give you any better than this, but the alternative is the D&D art, which is really cool, but not strictly canon within folklore. In movies, we have Us, Barbie as the Princess and the Pauper, Abjalte, The Simpsons Movie, A Tale of Two Toads, The Addams Family, Following, Johnny Stashino, The Muppets Most Wanted, The Whole Town's Talking, The Wrong Man, Wrongfully Accused, Bullseye, The Cloverfield Paradox, Mulholland Doctor, Wild Wild West, Underground, The Prestige, Monte Carlo, Kagemusha, The Little Rascals, Hollow Triumph, Angel on My Shoulder, and The Majestic. For TV, we have Powerpuff Girls, Cow and Chicken, Twin Peaks, Elementary, Kim Possible, The Outer Limits, The A-Team, Gargoyles, Route 66, Doctor Who, Chowder, The Brady Bunch, Psych, Drake and Josh, SpongeBob SquarePants, The Dukes of Hazard, Only Fools and Horses, Fairly Odd Parents, Even Stevens, American Dad, Get Smart, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Incredible Hulk, Regular Show, Lost in Space, Inspector Gadget, Bones, Orphan Black, The X-Files, Looney Tunes, NCIS, Castle, Monk, Xena Warrior Princess, Family Guy, Sons of Anarchy, Scrubs, Dexter's Laboratory, The Rookie, Perfect Strangers, The Flintstones, How I Met Your Mother, Frasier, Community, 30 Rock, Futurama, and The Simpsons. 
there are of course so many more than this but I picked out the most popular ones and listed them all. I'm sorry there's a lot to take in there. But lastly in video games we have ones such as Super Mario Sunshine, Fate Slash Grand Order, Animal Crossing, Devil May Cry, Sonic Adventure 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Mystery Case Files The Countess, Saints Row 4, Metroid, Skies of Arcadia, The Simpsons, Ace Attorney, Henry Stickman, Felix the Cat, Betrayal at Condor, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, Legend of Zelda, Star Ocean, Octopath Traveler 2, Fire Emblem, WarioWare Smooth Moves, The Tales series, Sakodan 5, Xenoblade Chronicles 1, Infinite Undiscovery, Alice in the Country of Hearts, Cafe Enchante, Your Turn to Die, and As Divine Hearts. My book recommendation this week is Tales of the German Imagination by various German authors, including the Brothers Grimm and Ingborg Bachmann. This one is really good for any German folklore fans. I absolutely love this book and I'm a big, big German folklore fan, so do have a look if you're interested. But now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? I am going to say yes for this one but I'm saying it with a caveat. I totally believe that we can find someone that looks like us and potentially has the same interests, and I think it's wild when people do and they have weirdly close DNA. I'm also not sure I disbelieve that they are a bad omen for you, although they may be a blessing in disguise for things like organ transplants, I suppose. What I do disbelieve is the actual monstery ghost part, which is what makes this monster a monster for this podcast. So, in technicality, do I believe they're a myth monster? No. Do I believe in literal doppelgangers existing in a more modern context? Absolutely yes, and this has been proven. We just use the word differently now. I've always really liked doppelgangers as monsters, The thought of a ghostly version of yourself haunting you and making others believe that you're somewhere you're not is pretty cool. The concept that you might come home from work one night and find yourself already in bed is creepy, but it's also very cool. I know that my doppelganger is Olive from On The Buses, which was a British sitcom back in the late 60s, and it's not flattering, but it's what my mother always says, and I semi-hate her for it. But what do you think? Do doppelgangers pop up haunting their real selves? Have you ever found one of yourself or someone you know? Let me know on Twitter. I would love to know what you think about this one. What an awesome monster. As I said, I've always been excited to cover this one as it is one of my favourites from one of my favourite places in the world. But they do slightly freak me out, so there's that too. I would dread to see my own doppelganger in real life, like an actual one, not a celebrity one. Next week, we are heading over to America and looking at a native creature that is still depicted in murals on the Mississippi River. Get ready to hide from the petrifying piazza bird next Thursday. For now though, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube, Threads, and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast. 
and the Twitter is MythMonstersPod. But all of our content can be found at MythMonsters.co.uk and you can find us on Good Pods, Buy Me A Coffee and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun though, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky, and I'll see you later, babes. <laughs> <laughs>